Hello, my name is Ashley Lambert, and this is Fairy Sleepy, a podcast to help you fall asleep. So, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and settle in, and get ready for tonight's story, Hilda's Mermaid, from the Sandman's Hour Stories for Bedtime, by the author, Abby Phillips Walker. Before we get started with tonight's story and overview, I just want to thank you for all your supports and downloads and comments. They do not go unnoticed. I really, really appreciate it. And I've been working very, very hard to get my website up and running. If you haven't been to fairysleepy.com yet, definitely check it out. If you've been there before, major changes. I love it if you subscribed. I have so many cool newsletters about dreams and sleep and all sorts of things that uh, I think you'll find helpful or at least interesting. But thank you in advance. Enough about me. Let's talk about Abby Phillips Walker. Well, here's the deal. There's not a lot of information about her out there. It's like she created children's stories and there's just not a lot of personal information about her other than she was born June 6th, 1867 in Rhode Island, United States, daughter of Thomas and Francis Davis Phillips. So because there's not a lot of information about her personal life, I figure let's take this time to talk about the lure of mermaids. In folklore, we know a mermaid is an aquatic creature with the head and upper body of a female human and the tail of a fish. But how is it possible that mermaids appear in folklore of so many cultures worldwide? Europe, Asia, Africa, the islands. I mean, I guess because mermaids are sometimes associated with like floods and storms and shipwrecks and drownings. I mean, in other folk traditions or sometimes within the same traditions, but they can also be benevolent, bestowing boons or falling in love with humans like the Little Mermaid. The male equivalent is the merman, also familiar in folklore, although traditions and sightings of mermen are very much less common than those of mermaids. They're generally assumed to coexist with their female counterparts, but no, the women are like, let me go to the surface and see what's going on. The male and the female collectively are sometimes referred to as merfolk or merpeople. But if we go all the way back, the conception of mermaids in the West may have been influenced by the sirens of Greek mythology, which, according to the Greeks, were half-bird-like, but came to be pictured as half-fish-like in the Christian era. Historical accounts of mermaids, such as those reported by Christopher Columbus, yes, that Christopher Columbus, during his exploration of the Caribbean, may have actually been sightings of manatees or similar aquatic mammals, but I don't While there is no evidence that mermaids exist outside of folklore, there are reports of mermaid sightings 
up until the present day. Granted, they're a popular subject of art and literature in recent centuries. Hans Christian Andersen's The Little Mermaid, written in 1836, has subsequently been depicted in operas, paintings, books, comics, animation, live-action Disney. The ancient Greek mythological creature the Siren was a basis for Christian European mermaids in medieval times. And the sirens were first conceived of as having the appearance of a human-headed bird, as mentioned in the early Greek periods. But sometimes in the Middle Ages, their appearance shifted to that of part fish, a mermaid. The mermaid holding a comb and a mirror, which emblematic all over Europe derives from the stories that describe the siren as a vain creature requiring these accoutrements. The lore of sirens have been compared to that of the mermaids due to the commonality of having a human voice and the penchant of seducing sailors to their doom. The classical siren of Homer used in their beautiful song to be more specific as their instrument of enticement. And this aspect has been transferred onto the mermaid in a lot of cases. In tonight's story, the mermaid is a little sweeter. Imagine being a little girl with the father who was a sailor and seeing a mermaid. So get ready for tonight's story, Hilda's Mermaid, and I hope it makes you very, very sleepy. Little Hilda's father was a sailor and went away on long voyages. Hilda lived in a little cottage on the shore and used to spin and knit while her father was away, for her mother had passed and she had to be the housekeeper. Some days, she would go out in her boat and fish, for Hilda was fond of the water. She was born and had always lived on the shore. When the water was very calm, Hilda would look down into the deep blue depths and try to see a mermaid. She was very anxious to see one. She had heard her father tell such wonderful stories about them, how they sang and combed their beautiful long hair. One night, when the wind was blowing and the rain was beating hard upon her window, Hilda could hear the horn warning the sailors off the rocks. Hilda lighted her father's big lantern and ran down to the shore and hung it up on the mast of a wreck which lay there, so the sailors would not run their ships upon it. Little Hilda was not afraid, for she had seen many such storms. When she returned to her cottage, she found the door was unlatched, but thought the wind had blown it open. When she entered, she found a little girl with beautiful hair sitting on the floor, she was a little frightened at first, for the girl wore a green dress, a 
and it was wound around her body in the strangest manner. I saw your light, said the child, and came in. The wind blew me far up on shore. I I should not have come on a night like this, but a big wave looked so tempting. I thought I would jump on it and have a nice ride, but it was nearer the shore than I thought, and it landed me right near your door. Oh, my! How Hilda's heart beat, for she knew this child must be a mermaid. Then she saw what she thought was a green dress was really her body and tail curled up upon the floor, and it was beautiful as the lamp fell upon it and made it glisten. "'Will you have some of my supper?' asked Hilda, for she wanted to be hospitable, although she had no idea in the least what mermaids ate. "'Thank you,' answered the mermaid. "'I am not very hungry, but if you could give me a seaweed sandwich, I should like it.' Poor Hilda did not know what to do, but she went to the closet and brought out some bread, which she spread with nice, fresh butter, and filled a glass with milk. She told her she was sorry, but she did not have any seaweed sandwiches. But she hoped she would like what she had prepared. The little mermaid ate it, and Hilda was pleased. Do you live here all the time? She asked Hilda. I should think you would be very warm and want to be in the water part of the time. Hilda told her she could not live in the water as she did because her body was not like hers. Oh, I'm so sorry, replied the mermaid. I hoped you would visit me sometime. We have such good times, my sisters and I, under the sea. Tell me, tell me about your home said Hilda. Come and sit beside me, and I will, she replied. Hilda sat upon the floor by her side. The mermaid felt of Hilda's clothes and thought it must be a bother to have so many. How can you swim? she asked. Hilda told her that she put on a bathing suit, but the mermaid thought that a nuisance. I will tell you about our house first, she began. Our father, Neptune, lives in a beautiful castle at the bottom of the sea. It is built of of mother-of-pearl. All around the castle grow beautiful green things, and it has white, fine sand around it also. All my sisters live there, and we are always glad to get home after we had been at the top of the ocean. It is so nice and cool in our home. The wind never blows there. And the rain does not reach us. You do not mind being wet by the rain, do you? Asked Hilda. Oh no, said the mermaid. But the rain hurts us. It falls in little sharp points and feels like pebbles. How do you know how pebbles feel? Hilda asked. Oh, sometimes the Nereids come and bother us. They, they throw pebbles and stir up the water so we cannot see. "'Who are the Nereids?' asked Hilda. "'They are the sea nymphs, but we make the dogfish drive them away. 
We are sirens, and they are very jealous of us because we are more beautiful than they, said the mermaid. Hilda thought, well, she was rather conceited, but the little mermaid seemed to be quite unconscious that she had conveyed that impression. But how do you find your way home after you have been at the top of the ocean? asked Hilda. Oh, when Father Neptune counts us and finds any missing, he sends a whale to spout. Sometimes he sends more than one, and we know where to dive when we see that. Well, what do you eat besides seaweed sandwiches? asked Hilda. Fish cakes and very little fish, answered the mermaid. When we have a party, we have cake. Hilda opened her eyes. Where, where do you get cake? She asked. We make it. We grind coral into flour and mix it with fish eggs. And then we put it in a shell and send a mermaid to the top of the ocean with it. And she holds it in the sun until it bakes. We go to the Gulf Stream and gather grapes. And we have a sea foam and lemonade to drink. Lemonade, said Hilda. Where do you get your lemons? Why, the sea lemon, replied the mermaid. That is a small mussel fish, the color of a lemon. What do you do at your parties? You cannot dance, said Hilda. We swim to the music, circle around, and die. Glide, but the music. Where, where do you get musicians? Hilda continued. Oh, we, we have plenty of music," replied the mermaid. "The sea elephant trumpets for us. Then there is the pipefish. The swordfish runs the scales of the sea adder with his sword. The seashells blob, and together we have splendid music. But it is late." And we must not talk any more. So, the little mermaid curled herself up, and soon they were asleep. The sun shining in the window awakened Hilda next morning, and she looked about her. The mermaid was not there, but Hilda was sure it had not been a dream, for she found pieces of seaweed on the floor. And every time she goes out in her boat, she looks for her friend. And when the whales spout, she knows they are telling the mermaids to come home. The end. I know tonight's story was a little shorter than normal. But we all have crazy busy weeks, don't we? This week was one of those crazy weeks for me. But it's all about you, actually, putting together a website and newsletters, things that I think that you'll enjoy, like a dream dictionary. Hopefully, you'll subscribe. But if not, keep on enjoying. Very sleepy. I appreciate everything. That you do to support the show. If this is your first time, welcome. Thank you for joining us, 
and I hope you'll join again, working on a very special story for next week, much longer, I promise. I'm Ashley Lambert, and this is Very Sleepy. Until next time, good night.